The American Petroleum Institute, driving safety, environmental protection, and sustainability across the natural gas and oil industry through world-class standards and safety programs. Since its formation as a standard-setting organization in 1919, API has developed more than 800 standards to enhance industry operations worldwide. Find out more at api.org. Welcome to ESG Energize, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here is your host, Delfina Govia. This is Delfina Govia, your busy business boss, executive, strategist, and transformational leader, whose mission on this show is to educate, engage, and energize the global community on topics of sustainability and ESG. ESG Energized audience, we have the privilege today of speaking to Vibhu Sharma, who is the CEO of Innovent Renewables. Vibhu, welcome to the show. Thank you, Delfina. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. Audience, this is a topic that I've been wanting to cover for quite some time, and it falls in the category of waste. We don't tackle the the conversation, the problem, the discussion around waste enough um, in general and on this show. And I am finally uh, kicking that into gear with having Vibu on as a guest. And Vibu has brought to market a solution that is actually bridging the topics of both waste and renewable energy. So I am very excited to have this conversation with you, Vibhu, and so that the audience understands what we're talking about in the category of waste. We are talking specifically about the problem of tires, used tires, not just in this country, but in many countries around the world. Could you share with us how large that challenge is? Sure, Delfina. So, uh, waste tires, as you can imagine, are a huge global problem with over 1 billion tires, with a B. Uh, Billion tires are uh, scrapped every year globally, uh, including more than 100 million waste tires in the U.S. alone. And they have become a huge environmental, climate, and public health problem. Uh, The stars don't decompose and they are mostly dumped in landfills where uh, these tires can stay for years, leach chemicals into the soil, into the water. Uh, They can bring in insects, rodents, mosquito problems, including West Nile virus. Uh, and, And plus you have Methane leaks when the temperatures get high in summer, in particular in Texas, as uh, you saw temperatures go over 100 degrees, you have methane coming out as these stars start you know, decomposing a little bit. And so it's a huge public health and climate problem. And that's what we wanted to tackle because it's, it's now become an epidemic proportion uh, of waste of these stars. So, Vibu, you have just corrected me. You are not just bridging 
two topics. You're actually tackling three, and that is waste, renewable fuel, and emissions. Yes. Right? And maybe yeah. we could even go further to, to uh, contamination, water contamination, soil contamination. Right? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you remember this metric, 1 million waste tires emit 80 million pounds of CO2 emissions. So if you can... In re- what period of time? In, in a year? I or mean, you deploy 1 million tires, equivalent oh, okay. uh, emissions that go with it uh, are 80 million pounds of, of uh, carbon. And so if you can repurpose those tires and get valuable fuels and chemicals out of it, you are essentially getting rid of 80 million pounds of carbon per million tires that you uh, renew or or, or recover. So it's it's a huge, huge impact from the environment standpoint, from climate standpoint, from public health standpoint. And if you go into soil and uh, all of that, it's, uh, it's even more. Okay, so you've set the stage for us now, Vibhu. My audience now understands the topic that we're going to cover. I'm pretty sure they're going to be as excited as I am to dig into this a little bit further. Tell me first a little bit about you and how you got to this point where you stood up and you said, I've got to try to solve this problem. Yeah. So I... I uh, grew up in India, did my chemical engineering from Institute of Chemical Technology, uh, came here and uh, moved to Houston, as most chemical engineers do, and uh, was CEO of a company for 15 years uh, doing technology and engineering solutions. Uh, got acquired by a very large EPC company, uh, did my stint there, and then so-called retired. That retirement lasted for about one year. Uh, and okay. then, uh, the, the question was that how can we deploy uh, uh, my uh, and my team's expertise in design and technology to do something that would have a much more lasting impact? And when mm-hmm. we looked around, we saw a range of different environmental and climate issues that we could tackle. And we've addressed some of those where through CO2 recovery, through wastewater treatment, uh, and, and other technologies. But one that particularly stood out was pyrolysis. And pyrolysis applied to this nagging problem of waste tires. And so that's what we focused on and, in fact, spun off this company into Innovant Renewables uh, to focus on the uh, pyrolysis of waste tires. Okay, so let me interrupt you there, Vibhu. I have a highly intelligent and inquisitive audience, but not all of them will know what pyrolysis is. I certainly do. You certainly do. But if you could just give us a snippet in a nutshell, what is pyrolysis? Okay, so pyrolysis is essentially a process where you uh, decompose material at a very high temperature, but in the absence of oxygen. So if you have oxygen, it will combust, uh, just like you would be setting up a a fire using fuel. But when you run that and when you cook it at a very high temperature, but without oxygen, that material decomposes into its original content. And so tires are a mishmash of petroleum products. 
there are a mix of rubber chemicals, there are a mix of carbon black and steel and all kinds of other things, and those start decomposing into their original content in this big chamber that's cooking uh, without oxygen. So that's a very sort of uh, high-level definition of pyrolysis. It's a process that's been around for a while, but we repurposed it uh, in order to tackle waste tiles, which is you know, a challenging step in itself. Why do you say that it's a challenging step in itself? What makes it so challenging? So uh, several people have attempted to solve this problem in the past using batch operations, where uh, you put in a lot of heat and energy and then cook it for a while, and then most of that energy uh, is then wasted back into the atmosphere, leading to emissions, and you don't really have a proper methodology to recover the product. So uh, it's something that needed a lot of uh, research and development, uh, which we did in partnership with a world-class research institute to really run the different types of experiments and, and data that we needed to model this process properly because uh, you want to recover that energy. So we, so we wanted to design a process that was continuous where all the energy that we produced from this process was reused to heat up the tires and break the tires down into their original uh, components. So a lot of thought and effort went into that because uh, it's not as trivial a process as people might think. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. So uh, how many, if I might ask, how many years or months or years of effort did this take bringing together your, yourself, your team, uh, the researchers, uh, engineers, designers to bring this solution together? Because you said others have attempted this in the past um, and they've, I, I have seen that in other parts of the world, they have, China in particular, they have used pyrolysis to dispose of waste tires, but in no way, shape, or form is what I have seen this type of an advanced closed loop, uh, next generation, environmentally friendly and acceptable in today's uh, global climate uh, solution that we should even consider. So how long did this take you guys to pull this together? Yeah, so my partner in crime, uh, who was co-founder of the Sergio Trevino uh, out in Monterrey, Mexico, uh, research scientists and our team out in Mexico and in India, as well as Houston, kind of came together, uh, bringing in world-class expertise from people that went to uh, institutes like MIT, uh, worked in research institutes before that, and have advanced degrees in chemical engineering and mechanical design. We teamed up with a world-class research institute here in the United States and were able to pull in all the knowledge we had from prior such projects uh, to design systems that were closed loop, completely heat integrated, and be able to model uh, separation of different chemicals coming out of it. So. Uh, we spent, we started this work in 2021, uh, sort of in the middle of COVID, 
and uh, ran a series of experiments, lab and pilot scale uh, to verify our results to make sure that we were getting the kind of products that we wanted out of it. And then um, our team's background is in process simulation, design and scale up, which we've done for last 20 years. So we were able to put that experience to, to test and scale up this process to commercial levels. But within that, we had several uh, steps or hurdles to cross, which is we wanted this to be continuous. We wanted this to be net zero, meaning that we didn't need external energy to operate this entire facility that we could use. Uh, see, these things are cooked at very high temperature, so you get gas and oil out of it. And uh, we can reuse that gas to heat up the entire process, therefore not needing anything from uh, external sources. Uh, and then we wanted to get chemicals such as carbon black, steel, aromatics, and oil out of it uh, and get them to industry specifications so that we could sell those as renewable products. So it took two and a half years of fine tuning and going back to the drawing board and redoing experiments and scaling up. Uh, and then there was the question of, hey, how do we fund all this? So we were able to tap into our friends and family network. And uh, within a three week period, we oversubscribed our ask and were able to raise funds to get going with commercial production. So wow. relatively short time, but it's like you say, uh, when an expert team comes to do the work, they bring 30 years of experience behind it and are able to deploy it to this kind of a unique setup uh, to bring in all that expertise and make it work. So, so that's what made it very exciting for us to be able to use our past experience and solve this kind of a problem. Well, you, what you're describing is a complex problem that could, if not done properly, um, could be inherently dangerous uh, for the process itself could be dangerous and it's the, a dangerous result for the environment as well. So, um, I'm I'm impressed with the the level of expertise that you've managed that you've managed to assemble, and obviously, so are quite a few others to have been able to raise <laughs> your funds in such a short period of time. So, let's break this down one step further, so that it is crystal clear in everybody's mind. You take a tire, or you take tires, you put it into your pyrolysis process. And then on the other end, what comes out are, I wrote down carbon black, steel, aromatics, and diesel. Did I get that correct? Yes. The one other component is gas. Um, okay. Which is um, essentially uh, treated and sent back at the start of the process to heat up everything to the right temperatures. So we, we don't use any external source of energy to use the gas that is produced and re reuse that back to heat up the entire process. Okay. It's not a so, product, but it's, it's, uh, it's reused back. Okay. So I'm assuming then that you have been able to, so I'm, get, I'm now diving down into the business model. I'm assuming that you have a source of off takers for these various products. Am I correct? Yes. So for each category, we uh, 
took the effort to sign agreements with not one but multiple uh, uh, partners or clients that would buy these products back. Um, our first uh, production site is Monterrey, Mexico, uh, which, uh, as you know, imports most of their fuels. And so finding a home for our off-road diesel, um, which can also be used as fuel oil or some other uh, fuel additive blend, uh, is it, quite easy because they are importing at a high price most of these fuels. And so getting it locally would be a big plus for that region. Uh, same goes with Carbon Black. We have LOIs with uh, two major players uh, right now and several others that have uh, uh, expressed interest in, in buying our product. Uh, so we are working together with those companies to make sure that our specs meet the kind of range of products that they buy um, and, and uh, offtake those products from there. Steel uh, is again a commodity. We have uh, an LOI, which is a letter of intent from uh, a, a steel vendor that would buy all that steel back from us. And so essentially every product is spoken for uh, and uh, we actually have demand far more, exceeding far more than what our capacity is going to be. So you just said that your first site is going to be in Monterey, Mexico. When is that going to be? Yeah, so we have a production startup in summer of 2024. Um, okay. We're well on our way to, to get there. Um, so that's when the first site would start. And, and the thing that we did with our design, it's a modular design, uh, which uh, can have stacked reactors, a stacked pyrolysis process. So the initial production side would be targeted towards 1 million passenger tires or equivalent of about 200,000 truck tires, which are about five or six times bigger than pass and heavier than passenger tires. And uh, not a lot of people might know, but that region of Mexico, Monterey in particular, uh, is home to 50 million uh, waste tires mm -hmm. uh, from all over North America. And so we wanted to be where the source was. And our first site being in Monterey, Mexico, allows us to tap into tires that are all around where our production site is. So we can essentially go and grab, uh, get those tires from any of those uh, sources. So we have offtake agreements from different landfills that would supply us uh, in perpetuity uh, for the amount mm -hmm. of time we need. That's wonderful. I'm sure that they're very excited to have a solution to to their tire problem right there in their backyard. They're falling over each other to <laughs> <laughs> tires to us because it's a big environmental and, and public health problem for them. And uh, so... So, I mean, every time you go to change a tire here, whether it's discount tire or Walmart or Costco, you're paying three, four, five bucks a tire as waste disposal fee. Many of those tires end up, end up in landfills in Mexico, and those organizations now are desperate to get rid of those tires that have exceeded their capacity. Yeah. So, it's so, a win for everybody. So, here's the question. Um, this, is, this is clearly a high demand space, um, which has been indicated by the number of people that are 
first that rush to give you money <laughs> to fund this, then that are rushing to give you their tires, and then you have already got the offtake uh, agreements for the various products uh, sewn up. What are the expansion plans? Yeah, Where are you so, going to go with this, Vibu? I mean, come on, Monterey. The, there's other there's other places that need the love, Vibu. Yeah, no, we we, we want to spread the love to, to to Texas, to Florida, California. We have uh, discussions we are having with uh, companies in in India, in Middle East, and so uh, I, I mean, as, as you're aware, this is a huge global problem, and so. Uh, People want, want to be part of it. Uh, people want to find solutions and uh, buy renewable products like renewable diesel, uh, buy renewable carbon black, uh, which goes back into making tires. So it's a circular product. Uh, so well, what our focus was is to initially get everything going in Monterey, Mexico. Uh, we have plenty of room to expand right there because as I said, there are 50 million tires available. And our initial production uh, facility would only handle 1 million tires. Um, so it's a modular facility which we can then expand, uh, uh, you know, by stacking additional reactors at the same site. Uh, so in theory, our uh, Mexico facility could expand to 5 million tires at the same site. And then uh, we could then potentially expand into into other uh, countries and states as well. Wow. So what, if anything, would you want my audience to understand and take away from this endeavor that you have embarked on. I mean, I'm already. I already have several takeaways. But what do you what do you want them to take away from this? So uh, a number of different uh, points. One is that this is um, this is just one leg of uh, waste that we are tackling. Um, there is a need for people to work collectively where uh, we can uh, find such innovative solutions. I mean, the, the name of our company is InnoVent, which is designed to be innovative ventures. And this is what we think is one of our innovative ventures uh, in, in renewable. Uh, it is, uh, you know, by addressing tires, you are addressing a multitude of different uh, issues that affect every single individual. So we can all play a part in uh, reducing the waste and, and finding ways to uh, renew have renewable products um, in our daily use. Uh, one challenge we face is uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, carbon offsets and carbon credits. And one of the uh, challenges we face is to navigate that entire framework to really understand how each product needs to be categorized, how it needs to be certified. Uh, each state, each country has different sets of rules. And so uh, that's something that work still needs to be done on, is to have a clear um, a set of rules that apply to everyone. Um, there are carbon credits in Europe, but not so well defined here in the US. 
Uh, but what we are finding is that a lot of companies are stepping up and establishing their own net zero programs and carbon credit programs. And we are working with several of those companies to make it happen. But this yeah, is not one person, an individual thing, although each person can make uh, a difference to this. Uh, yeah, you could start, I, I can imagine where this could evolve to to a point where you're setting up relationships with organizations that want to improve their own uh, environmental footprint and maybe companies that have large fleets that they need to dispose, they regularly dispose of their tires. Um, partnering with you could give them a, an environmentally friendly way of doing that could solve a problem and help with the generation of, of carbon offsets. So. Yeah, absolutely. And as we you mentioned expansion, um, we have to take one step at a time because these things are, these things cost money and yeah. uh, we can wait to use our cash flow to further invest in additional uh, production sites or additional production trains or reactors. But uh, you know, if uh, potentially a strategic partner could come along, uh, that could help us fund some of these expansion plans uh, to get going a lot faster than our current uh, expansion plan. Uh, we are not right now looking at getting 10 trains uh, in production in three to five years, which itself is an aggressive plan, but that would at the most address five to 10 million tires, whereas you're dealing with uh, a problem which is a billion waste tires. So yeah. it would still be a drop in the bucket. Uh, and people talk about, oh, what if there is competition? Uh, well, we welcome it because this is a much bigger problem than any individual company can solve. Uh, exactly. You want to expand to 100 trains, which is <laughs> 100 sites, <laughs> which is which is a massive uh, uh, act in itself, we would still be addressing 10% of the tire problem. Yeah. So uh, this would need, uh, you know, bigger boots to come in and and help take it to a scale that it needs to get to, uh, to really get a handle on this big problem, because otherwise you will have more and more tires globally, uh, you know, as developing countries are uh, are growing, uh, more cars are getting on the road, more construction work is happening, more tires are being deployed, and yeah. more tires are ending up in landfills. So this is going to accelerate, and there's a need for this to expand in a much bigger way. So it's you know it, it needs everyone to come together to, to really tackle this problem. Well, there's you're approaching this in, in the exact right way, which is, you know, step by step right? Let's, let's get the first piece right. Let's get the first plant up and running because there's something that I say quite often, and that is rapid growth does not necessarily equal effective scaling. And you can destroy the whole thing by trying to grow too rapidly. And we, this, is, this is one of those situations where we can't afford to, right? It's a solution that we need. So, And the problem we've seen uh, uh, learning from other people's uh, experiences of failures is that we didn't want to build a single site that was so big uh, that it would be extremely difficult to operate, number one, extremely expensive, number two, and number three, where you couldn't source enough of the uh, raw material or the feed or the waste 
uh, to process it. There's a lot of attention being made put in plastic uh, recycling using pyrolysis. So again, pyrolysis mm-hmm. is a process that's been deployed, but very little has gone into, or not enough has gone into waste tires. And part of the problem is people are trying to set either too small or too huge aside that are not sustainable, uh, that either can't be continuous or are just so big that you can't get enough tires to be processed in the right way. So we, on purpose, designed a smaller modular facility that you could stack on, but you could also operate in an area where, where there are not huge amount of tires uh, available, uh, but you could still be viable in a smaller city or a smaller landfill where you had just enough amount of tires available to make this work. Um, yeah. And so deployment of that would not take hundreds of millions of dollars, but something that uh, we could expand uh, and deploy at multiple sites fairly quickly. Not to mention the jobs you're creating. Yeah, I mean, we will have 30 people working full time once this is in production. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's an economically viable process uh, with the offtake agreements and everything we have in place. So absolutely, each time we expand or each production train that we, we deploy would mean uh, gainful employment anywhere we are going to, uh, going to operate. So there's also the, the social, the positive social impact to communities where you build your facility. See, see, Boo Boo, you're just you're just checking all the boxes, dude. Well, yeah, that's that, that's <laughs> what we're for. and and you know, I I didn't think of the public health angle uh, so much earlier. I was focused more on the environmental and climate side, and uh, it so turns out my my wife is an epidemiologist at at UT, and her focus is public health, and she's like, hey, this is a huge public health problem, and that's when I realized that. You know, with tires sitting at landfills becoming havens for rodents and mosquitoes and West Nile virus and methane leaks and whatnot, this is a huge public health problem. So no one wants a big landfill of tires in their backyard or in their county. <laughs> and so we are getting calls from counties saying, hey, we've got all these tires, can you get rid of them? And so it's, it's you know, it's a public health issue uh, that needs to be addressed. I love it. I love it. Well, Vibhu, uh, one last, well, actually two last questions. The last question is, ultimately, what is the goal? What is, what does success look like for you? When is, when does Vibhu get to sit back in his chair and say, yeah, I did good. So I've tried retirement before. It, it doesn't look good at <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what, what we would like, the goal we are setting is how we are addressing the emission problem, right? As I mentioned, one million tires is equal to getting rid, uh, recycling uh, one million tires is equal to taking 80 million pounds of carbon emissions off. Uh, and that's yeah. a huge impact. Our goal is to get to 10 production sites, whether at the same facility or multiple facilities, which would allow us to address 800 million pounds uh, of carbon emissions. And uh, that's our near-term goal. Uh, ultimately, we would like to uh, to team up with someone uh, or be part of someone that could take this into a much bigger scale 
and really go after this problem of 1 billion wage stars that are in landfills globally. Um, and so we are open to whatever shape or form that might take. Uh, our, our, our mission is to drive renewable energy forward, but drive being the pun intended word, which is we're dealing with tires. <laughs> we want to drive that process forward as much as we can on our own, uh, but using all the support that we can get from the community, uh, from uh, the state, from the federal level, uh, at a global level, and with much better financially healed partners that can help us get bigger and faster uh, towards this process. Uh, this could further expand into biomass, waste biomass and other things, but the tire problem itself is so big that even if we can address 10% of that, which is 100 million tires, I think we would have come a really long way. So that's our goal for now, is to see how much we can tackle this problem and what carbon emissions we can get off, uh, giving a better uh, environment uh, uh, to our kids and and uh, the younger generation that's going to have to deal with this. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So last question, Vibhu. Yeah. People are going to want to get a hold of you. How do we make that happen? Um, is, can I direct them to a website? What can I put in the show notes so that yeah. so, so that people can it, find our, you? Our website is innoventrenewables.com. Um which is I-N-N-O-V-E-N-T, renewables.com. You could send us an email at info at innoventrenewables.com. Our our team would would get that information and then uh, the right team member would respond with any questions, thoughts, encouragement, uh, that, that, or or tires that you want to send to us. We we don't have a mailbox that collects tires just yet. (laughs) But we are are talking to different counties that have uh, cities that would collect it for us and they're waiting for us to set up sites there. But one step at a time, uh, we are focused on getting our Monterey site up and running and then we will get to a county near you. Fantastic. Vibhu, what a pleasure. Um, Breath of fresh air to have the to see the power of innovation being brought to bear to solve multiple problems, uh, not just one big giant tire problem. Thank you so very much for joining us, Vibu, on ESG Energized. Join us again next week on the ESG Energized podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com. Thank you.